Welcome to Second Serving, a new podcast housed at Second Presbyterian Church in downtown Richmond, Virginia. I'm your host, Kelly Connolly. Second Serving is a series that invites both local and global organizations, faith leaders, community members, and more to tell their stories. Join us as I listen, grow, learn, and unpack what loving our neighbor truly looks like. Today, we are speaking with two employees from Feedmore. Feedmore is one of our urban mission partners at Second Prez and a food security staple in the Richmond community. Feedmore is also Central Virginia's primary core relief hunger organization. Feedmore collects, prepares, and distributes food to neighbors most in need. They partner not only with food insecure individuals and families, but also other local nonprofits with similar missions. Feedmore truly believes that thriving communities start with full plates. Welcome, Sarah and Sydney of Feedmore. Hello. Thank you. Thanks for having us, Kelly. Absolutely. <laughs> I'm so glad you guys could join us. You know, we've been trying to do this for a few weeks now, so I'm glad that we have the opportunity to sit down and talk about Feedmore and the mission. And um, let's just start there. Tell me a little bit about Feedmore and what you all do there. Absolutely. So um, this is Sarah, and thank you again for having us. Um, so the overall mission of Feedmore, like you mentioned, uh, is to collect, prepare, and distribute food to neighbors in need. Uh, our service area stretches over 34 counties and city, cities in Central Virginia. Um, we operate a range of programs, including Meals on Wheels, which I'm sure you've heard of, mm -hmm. um, and some other children's programs like our Kids Cafe, Summer Feet Food Service Program, uh, Weekend Backpack Program, and we even have school markets in our more rural communities. Um, so we do a lot. We also distribute most of our food through our agency network, and that is made up of over 270 agencies that are, you know, nonprofits, churches, um, daycares, group homes, homeless shelters, um, that sort of thing. Um, and in 2020, we distributed over 37 million pounds of food, wow. uh, which, which equates to about 30 million meals. And that is uh, actually a 25% increase from 2019, so pre-pandemic. Wow, wow. Yeah, I definitely want to talk more about how you've been affected by the pandemic later on in the interview. But um, yeah, feel free to share a little bit more about what your roles are there and the overall mission of Feedmore. Sure. So our network of agencies um, helps us further extend our reach uh, and positively impact our neighbors who struggle with hunger in Central Virginia. My role uh, at Feedmore is regional manager. And I work directly with our agency network. Um, I'm responsible for about over 100 agencies. Um, so I'm pretty busy. And I basically supervise and build that relationship with them. Uh, a big part of my job, of course, uh, since COVID, obviously, even bigger, is growing and expanding capacity uh, through that network. Mm -hmm. um, which means cultivating new partnerships and distribution opportunities, um, getting with the key stakeholder, stakeholders in the community, working towards common hunger relief goals. Um, so, you know, that could be connecting agencies with grant opportunities, 
And that might look like, you know, applying for a grant for refrigeration or freezer mm -hmm. storage so that that food pantry can then distribute healthy perishable food to clients. I think that's a really important, um, you know, topic of discussion that you bring up because we often imagine uh, food pantries just like packed with canned food and junk and leftover things at the grocery store. And it's yeah. imperative to have fruits and vegetables and things that we need to refrigerate. So I'm really glad that you mentioned that because that's a, a true need for the food insecure. Yes. And especially with a lot of um, clientele that are in need of food, you know, they're often experiencing other challenges um, like medical issues. Uh, so you definitely, they're very vulnerable and you mm -hmm. want to be giving them the most nutritious food possible. Mm -hmm. um, so yes, that is a huge priority of Feed More is to increase the perishable health you know, and that includes produce as well um, to these folks um, suffering from food insecurity. Mm -hmm. Well, thank you for sharing. And Cindy, why don't you tell us a little bit more about what you do at Feed More? Yeah, definitely. So as Sarah manages the, our network of agencies, um, I primarily help get the community connected to those agencies. Mm -hmm. So help the community know where they can get help with food. Um, and to do that, we have a hunger hotline program. It's operated by 30 amazing volunteers. Monday through Friday. And so it's essentially a call center where people can call in and figure out where they can get help with food in their area and what works, you know, with their schedule. So we um, <clears throat> basically have the hotline and we also help connect people to SNAP benefits, which is um, the new name for food stamps. Mm, yeah, that yeah that really helps people um, have a sustainable um, solution to get the food they need um, so that they can purchase groceries. That is a very um, uh, awesome benefit that we want to help. Our sure, sure, sure. So that partnership um, is really important. Yes, exactly. Yeah. Um, so, you know, we kind of talked, Sarah was kind of talking about our increase in capacity. We've, we've seen a huge increase in the pounds and meals we've distributed, but in overall client and um, individual need, we've seen about a 30% increase um, since last March in the beginning of the pandemic. So that kind of what that looks like is about in, in our service area specifically, that looks like one in seven individuals facing food insecurity. Um, and that's again, a 30, about a 30% increase since last year, pre-pandemic. Um, so of course we've seen a lot more people um, needing help with food, but people who have never really needed help before. Mm, so people yeah. who are new to this, this system, new to what we do as a food bank, and so with that, there's come, you know, a lot of education around um, how we work, how we, how um, we can connect them to pantries and how, how to get the food that they need. So um, 
Well, that's great that you can provide this platform, right? Because I can't even imagine like navigating this system as a newbie, right? I, that would be a real big challenge for myself. And so um, trying to do that during a pandemic as well, I, I could just even imagine what that would be like for people. So I'm glad you mentioned that educational piece because it's important to just teach people about what they're getting into and how they can best get, how they can get the best benefits from it. Yeah. And um, along with food, because like you said, a lot of people are new to this and um, anytime somebody needs help with food, it's very likely that they need help with other things. Mm. So we try to keep a pretty um, help, like substantial list of other resources you know, there have been an awesome number of um, community benefits mm-hmm. and resources that have been developed um, because of COVID and, you yeah. know, housing and renting assistance and um, food delivery mm-hmm. and, um, you know, all those different needs that have really been highlighted because of the pandemic. So we, we, we obviously connect people to food resources, but we try to have a holistic approach and, and connect people to other um, community organizations or benefits as we see fit. Um, mm-hmm. So that's that's the majority of what I, I work on at Feedmore, but I want to go back to what we were saying about the healthy and both healthy food and yeah, nutrition. Yeah, yeah. Um, that's something that Feedmore has really been prioritizing and, and delving more into. And so <clears throat> in 2019, which in my mind was last year. Yeah, uh, mine last too. You are not alone. <laughs> I just skipped the entire <laughs> So yeah. like last year, head quote, uh, we had a number of grants that we managed and um, were able to pilot exciting new programs to explore ways to support the health and wellness of clients. So Mm -hmm. um, from that came our new wellness pantry model um, to really focus on getting extra fresh produce into pantries, um, provide some health and nutrition education at those pantry locations. Um, And then we've also developed a partnership with VCU Health here in Richmond. Oh, awesome. To um, screen patients for food insecurity. So there is a, a specific screening tool. It's, it's literally called the hunger vital sign um, that a lot of physicians or um, healthcare providers are starting to implement into their mm. you know, typical intake process to screen for food insecurity. So um, they are doing those screenings and then we're able to connect those patients who screen positive um, mm-hmm. to the food resources. So it's a really cool um, holistic approach and to reach um, you know, the community that may not know, again, exactly how we work and how to get connected to those resources. So yeah, that's been exciting. We, we hope to keep expanding those partnerships with other healthcare um, groups and to really solidify and expand our wellness pantry network too. Oh, great, great. All of that information is super helpful 
and um, informative for those of us who don't know enough about Feedmore. So mm-hmm. one thing that um, I've heard you both speak to is the power of community connections for Feedmore. Mm-hmm. One thing that I really have admired about this organization since I've moved to Richmond is uh, you're very involved in the Richmond community. I mean, the, a lot of people do various drives for your organization or um, you know, the Richmond Restaurant Week, part of those benefits go towards Feedmore and your needs there. So um, I, I just think that's very important to bring up and to lift up that success that you have a strong presence in the, com- in the community, that you're trusted and valued. So thank you again for sharing. Thank you. I, yeah, that's, we're very lucky to um, have such strong support in the community and um, being so well known uh, really helps and just speaks to um, the passion and dedication of you know the employees, the volunteers here. Uh, everyone really believes in the mission mm-hmm. um, as well, and that's you know a great point to bring up. Um, you know, uh, food drives. Um, anyone can hold a food drive. Uh, you know, you could uh, do one with your family or. Um, with coworkers, even though no one's in the office yet, but, um, you know, these are great, uh, fun activities. Um, you know, so we always, um, love food drives. We always can take food donations at Feedmore, um, if you want to drop them off. Um, also funds, um, you know, if people are interested in donating funds, um, we really make a lot of use out of the funds. Um, we, for every, I think it's uh, every $10 donated, we can provide 40 meals uh, to folks in need. So um, if you donate, you are definitely getting uh, your money's worth. We will uh, put that right back into the community. Um, we also always need volunteer help. Um, we, most of our programs here at Feedmore are primarily run by volunteers. We could not do it without them. Um, I will say the same goes for our agency network. They are very reliant on volunteers um, helping to go through the donated food, packing the food. Most of our agencies have pivoted to mobile drive-through distributions um, since Mm -hmm. COVID started. So that takes a lot of volunteer help to run something like that. Um, so, so yeah, it, we are very, again, I will say we're so lucky to have support from the community, um, to do what we do. And we're very grateful for that. Yeah. So it's been cool to see the, um, the government support in this mm. past year, um, you know, on the, the federal, the state, the local level, um, and the quick pivot to really, invest in the community and support the community in this really difficult year. Mm-hmm. Um, I know, you know, the, through the CARES Act, we we were able to receive a great amount of um, support from the state, and that went directly to our agency network. Um, and so that really helped them be able to store more food, get more food out, improve operations. Um, even even purchase uh, PPE like masks, gloves. Yes. Oh wow! So like moving and beyond PPE. food and other basic necessities. That's really really That's important. Yeah. A lot of them, you know, were able to get toilet paper. And oh, oh, that was real. Remember that? Like remember that? Yeah, that was 
scary time. <laughs> I know, I know. Um, well, I want to go back a little bit and circle back to the community that you serve. Um, you mentioned that you're seeing some people who are new to food insecurity, but what is the typical population um, that Feed More has connected with? You know, <laughs> food insecurity can really affect anybody. Um, mm-hmm. And so it's it's hard to define a specific face or a specific demographic. Mm-hmm. Um, I think that's something we've learned is that, um, you know, any age, any race, any um, mm. line of work, any uh, geogra- ge- geography, um, you know, can can really experience this. We, um, I would say, you know, our rural areas are always heavily hit um, mm-hmm. because of the the job climate. Mm-hmm. Um, and the you know no public transportation no also public. Um, mm-hmm. that can be a challenge less grocery stores things like that yeah food deserts is like a huge issue here in richmond yes. i had never even heard that term until i moved here a food yeah. desert and we have a whole county um in this in south southern virginia close to the north carolina border that doesn't have a grocery store in oh. the whole county um so yeah, just just not having that mm-hmm. um, access to food, uh, mm-hmm. you, you know, where you live, maybe not being able to have transportation to get to a pantry. If you're a senior and you can't get out because you know you're worried about COVID, um, so there's a lot of challenges. But um, you know, I think we've definitely seen a huge increase in new clients since then. Mm-hmm. So. Um, and within that, I would say that we've really done some focused work on bringing on new agencies in the community that specifically serve those vulnerable demographics, um, like immigrant or refugee. Yeah, Sydney mentioned that you just partnered with Sacred Heart Center. They're one of our other mission partners. Yeah. Oh, okay. Mm-hmm. Small world. <laughs> That's wonderful. Yes, they do some great work. Um, there's some other community organizations that have come on. Uh, we brought um, a Muslim uh, relief organization on in Rico that has a weekly food pantry. So we're really trying to not only get it new clients that have not visited food pantries uh, historically, but maybe some of those um, populations that are really, you know, maybe hurting through this and are scared. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, to come visit and and receive food assistance. So breaking down those barriers. Mm -hmm. Absolutely. I feel like there is typically a stigma with people who need assistance in in getting food access, something as simple as access to food. You know, there might be a, it's often assumed that people spend their money on other things and just don't care about food or, you know, they're just not responsible. And it's like, well, actually food oftentimes isn't available for many yeah. communities. And so I think um, you answered that question really well with, you know, we don't serve just one population. 
a lot of people in our community are hungry and it's our job to figure out how to solve that problem. I really liked that message on your website, you know, thriving communities start with a full plate. Like, yes. they really yeah. do. I mean, that that's a really great plan too. To your comment, um, I think that there is a preconceived notion. Um, typically, the clients that we serve uh, have jobs and income, just not enough mm-hmm. to get them mm-hmm. to that, um, you know, final step. And about 65, I would say 65 to 70% of clients we serve are having to make tough choices every day, um, mm-hmm. you know, between food rent, you know, whether they pay their rent or mortgage, utility bill, high prescription costs. So folks are really having to make some tough decisions. And then you throw COVID pandemic on top of that, and just exacerbates it. Mm-hmm. Um, so there is definitely, um, you know, the typical feed more client looks a lot more like you and me than you would um, think mm-hmm. it's, it's anyone Anyone can be put in that position um, very quickly. So we, that's a huge priority for agencies and Feedmore is to really treat clients with dignity and respect. Absolutely. Awesome. I think that's a great mission to have. And we're <laughs> happy to partner with you in that. Um, you know, before we wrap up, tell me a little bit about how our greater community can get involved. I know that volunteers are almost always needed at organizations like Feedmore. So how can our community get involved? Yeah, I think um, Sarah lined out, um, you know, how $10 can go really far donating funds mm-hmm. to help us purchase food. As a food bank, we have a really strong buying power. So mm-hmm. we are able to purchase yeah. a lot more food with a dollar than you could at a Publix or a Kroger. Mm-hmm. Um, and so that's why that's kind of how we get that figure. But um, of course, volunteering, mm-hmm. you know, something I was thinking about is because this, this is still new to a lot of people. I think, you know, support your neighbors, help your mm-hmm. neighbors, help them know um what resources they can tap into Mm -hmm. tell them about feed more um help them apply for snap benefits Mm -hmm. you know if they don't have a computer internet help your neighbors apply for snap apply for meals on wheels um you know something that we've we've heard of heard from a lot of people about is lack of transportation and not having anyone that feels comfortable giving them a ride to a pantry or the mm. grocery store and just how how um helpful a ride somewhere can help mm-hmm. um or can be so um i think you know supporting feed more supporting your neighbors looking out for each other that's you know all we could ask for yeah <laughs> yeah. yeah well I think that that really speaks to what this podcast is about is how can we serve one another and learn from that too and grow from that um, because as a church and you know as a member of the Christian body, the Christian faith, that's important to our mission as well. And again, we're really glad that we can partner with you both on that. Uh, is there anything else you want to share with our listeners today before we wrap up? 
Um, just thank you to anyone who does support Feed More, uh, or whoever has, or, you know, and if mm -hmm. you're interested, uh, feel free to check out the website or give us a call. Um, we have a great agency locator on our website too. So if you're interested in, if you're down in Petersburg and you don't want to drive all the way up to Richmond, but you still want to help out, you can look up a nearby food pantry, or even if you need help with food, um, you can use that tool as well. Um, but, but thank you again, uh, for having us on the podcast and thank you all for being such a great partner. I think it's a wonderful example of that. Oh, thank you so much. Absolutely. It's truly our pleasure. This, this church really loves, really, really loves to serve our community, both in Richmond and beyond. So it's, it's really our pleasure. Love to hear it. Thank yeah. you. Love to hear no it. Way, I always say there's no way that we could do what we do without our partners, mm -hmm. um, you know, with volunteers and our agencies and community partners, um, there's no way that we could address this uh, food insecurity needs. So um, thank you. Absolutely. Absolutely. Well, thank you guys for coming. I really appreciate it. And I'm sure we'll have to do this again. Yes. Yes. It's been very fun. <laughs> nice little break in the day for us. Yes. All right. Well, blessings to you both as you continue serving our community and thank you again for everything that not only the two of you do, but your entire team at Feedmore. Thanks, Kelly. Thank, thank you. Bye-bye. Thanks for listening to this episode of Second Serving. This podcast is produced by Bo, Jacob, and myself. We hope that you will join us next time. Peace, friends.